Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hey, Ashley, how you doing? Hey, girl. Hey, I am great. I am about to head to New York this week. I'm so excited. Wow, the big <laughs> apple. Yes, That's ma'am. Exciting. Yeah, it's been a long time. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, even though I don't know if it's going to be quite the same due to COVID, obviously. We'll see. Eat a slice of pizza for me. <laughs> I will. Oh, oh, you just made me even more excited. Oh, New York style pizza. Let's go. Well, Ashley, I am super excited about this week's recap. We are apparently Marvel heads because we've done we are, though. Marvel. <laughs> we do. We watch every project. We've talked about this. We have, yes. And I am excited to recap Black Widow. Marvel Studios, Black Widow. It premiered July 9th, 2021. And it is now available on streaming services, Disney Plus, starting October 6, 2021. This film is rated PG-13. It is adventure slash, slash action. It's two hours and 13 minutes. Here's a quick summary. Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow, confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arise. Persuaded by a force that will stop at nothing to bring her down, Natasha must deal with her history as a spy and the broken relationships left in her wake long before she became an Avenger. This movie stars Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff, Florence Pug as Yelena, David Harbour as Alexi, aka Red Guardian, Rachel Weiss as Melina, Ray Winstone as Drokoff, Kate Shortland is the director. So they had a female director for this film, Ashley. Noted. All right. Let's talk about some ratings. We have 79%, which is still considered very fresh on Rotten Tomatoes by the critics, and 91% for audience score. And our faves, Google users, gave this film 89%. Ashley, what is your grade? I am in line with Google users today. I gave this film a B plus. As a standalone Marvel film, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed learning more about Natasha's background, 
although Black Widow is not my favorite Avenger, it was still very entertaining for me. And it really humanized her in a way because watching Mm -hmm. the Avengers films, it's like you can almost forget that she's a human being. You know, we have so many Mm. Thor and all these who have all these other worldly powers. Exactly. And it just reminds Mm -hmm. you, like, she's been doing all this ish and she's just a a human being out here in this world. You know what I mean? Well trained. But yeah. yeah. A deadly assassin. Fearless. But she still got to take that <laughs> ibuprofen, as her sister's going to point out in the film. Florence Pug also impressed me. I felt like she really held Very her own so. in this. Yes. So, yeah, it's a B plus for me. What about for you? I gave this film a B minus. I, I did enjoy it. I wish it was a little bit more on the origin story, but technically she has been in all the Avengers films for the most part. Going back to Iron Man. To your statement earlier, she is not my favorite Avenger. I I hate to say it, but she was just always there for me. Like, just, she was just there. Like, I wasn't really looking for her. And mind you, she's had some extremely pivotal moments throughout her time in the MCU. To say the least. (laughs) To say the least. Okay. Those who haven't seen those who haven't seen (laughs) Infinity Wars, you know, to say the least. I really did enjoy overall the theme of choice and family and confronting your demons in this storyline. And with that being said, I'm gonna go ahead and say spoiler alert. Black Widow starts off in Ohio in the 90s. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We find the suburban family. So we have Natasha, Yelena, Melina, and Alexi living the quintessential suburban life. I mean, I really thought they were a family, Ashley. Did I did too. They were a real life family? Yeah, I said, oh shit, they could have been my neighbors. Like, <laughs> that's the way I felt exactly. about it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, girls playing outside, riding their bikes, also gives me real stranger thing, things vibes. And how <laughs> perfect is that given that David is a main character in Stranger Things? Exactly. And I mentioned it's the 90s, but in particular, is 1995. And I, like to highlight Captain Marvel, all her stuff happens in the same year, as well as Gamora, meaning Thanos, for the first time a galaxy or two away. So, love all the Marvel you. tie-ins, Delora. Love them. <laughs> but we learn very quickly that there's American suburban dream is cut short because Alexi is up to no good, Ashley, and they have to escape overnight like i don't think the little girl was able to get her shoes so i was like are we popping off real early (laughs) i got immediately the american the americans the show that carrie russell did i was like this is the vibe i feel like we're russian spies and we got to get up out of here i still need to finish the americans but i was gonna say you actually watched that show it was it's an excellent series but that's immediately what i thought about fun fact (laughs) it is a real thing Russian spies portraying families living in suburbia, stealing, infiltrated uh, on American soil. We've seen it in multiple films, too. You know what I mean? Yes, that's true. You know, Salt, uh, Red Sparrow. I mean, yeah. Yes. 
we really don't know what's going on. We just know that Alexi has this disc and they're off to their hidden airplane. And on their way there, the song American Pie playing in the background by Don McLean. But then you have them passing American flags and football. And like, did you catch all that on their way to their plane? Yeah, because I think it's also supposed to show the dream, like this Americana that Mm -hmm. Natasha is longing for and realizing that she's going to miss because they're being Mm -hmm. whisked away somewhere. And we hear, you know, Melina at the table tell her, I'm sorry. So obviously, this is not a fate that she wanted or that Natasha wanted so it's like Mm -hmm. saying goodbye to what her life could have been and little Yelena is pretty clueless I mean she is pretty young she's six oh makes my heart breaks all right so they make it to their their plane and we notice very quickly that something's up with Alexi he flipped over a whole entire dumpster <laughs> to move, uh, move off the way for the plane. One of the things that I also love is you see that beloved shield, those cars coming in to stop them because exactly sensitive information on that freaking floppy disk. Do you remember That's, floppy disks? First of all, there are still some floppy disks in my mama's house. There's no doubt about that. Second, I, it's funny because this is the moment I remembered I was in a Marvel film because at first one could mm. think like, oh, this is the police or this is the CIA. Oh, no, it's yes. shield, Right. Because this yes. is a Marvel movie. Duh. And for a minute, I thought that I was looking at I was like, is Samuel Jackson about to pop out of this car? Who's who's here? You know? Oh, I wish. I wish. But yeah. And we never saw any agents. So I thought that was in- interesting. They managed to escape and they land in Cuba, Ashley. And their family uh, facade is crumbling because the girls are ripped apart. Alexi gives the disc to Drakoff, who's the general of their secret mission. And we find out very quickly that the girls are going to be widows. And I think at this point, Natasha did know about the training she had gone through it initially but Yelena did not and Natasha didn't want that fate for her pretend sister but it's it's so funny to see how blinded by the mission Alexi was because he was like we did our mission we did what we were supposed to do you're about to go off and continue you know continue on what did you think about that Ashley? I feel like he was the only family member who did not seem remotely sad to leave this life behind. Like, obviously, Yelena is too young to know any better. And she's being told it's a great adventure. But you see the sorrow in in in, um, Melina. You see the sorrow in Natasha. But he seemed like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm good to go. Let's move on to the next thing. So that was immediately a contrast. And also the manipulation. Because he manipulates the little girls to the moment where they are injected with something to knock them out. And it was so traumatic for me because I immediately was so worried about these children. And for him, it just seemed like, you know, another day at the office. Did he really care about these children? Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like such a manipulation. And it was very traumatizing because immediately I think of like children who are sex trafficked and all of this stuff. Like they have nobody to protect them. Yeah. They have nobody to protect them. You're, you're leading these lambs to slaughter. So true. So we flash forward to events 
after the Civil War between Captain America and Iron Man. And as we all know, Captain America and his crew were either in jail or on the run, okay? Uh, And Natasha is one of them. We weren't reminded necessarily in the movie, but in my research for this uh, (laughs) recap, Natasha's on the run because she attacked Black Panther in efforts to um, allow Captain America and the Winter Soldier to run away. To further explain, Natasha attacked our beloved Chadwick's Black Panther because Chadwick wanted Winter Soldier's head because he was the assassin that blew up the building um, that killed his father. Mm -hmm. And Natasha understands this, you know, mind control life as well as Captain America. So they weren't able to really reason with with T'Challa. And so she essentially stalled T'Challa in efforts for Captain America and the Winter Soldier to run off and escape. But her attacking him broke the Sokovia Accords. Exactly. Thank you, Ashley. So because of that, she's on the run and she goes off to Norway. She's living a real reclusive life. Seems like she wasn't necessarily hurt by it, but she had a friend. Uh, I wouldn't mind so- to have that man sleeping in my in my camper when I came home, though. Wouldn't have minded one bit. <laughs> well, this private contractor, Mason, ultimately gave her the hookup whenever she needed, whether it was transportation, her mail, et cetera, et cetera. And one day she ended up getting some mail. It's from her long lost sister. Around the same time, we see Elena had gone through the Black Widow training in the Red Room, and she is a trained assassin. And we see her wake up when some red smoke bursts into her face. <laughs> the serum wakes the Black Widows from this mind control that they're under. And she immediately reached out to her sister, Natasha. With you being so devastated by the sisters being separated and Elena actually going through the training, was it still hard to see her like, so, you know, mission focus in a deadly killer when we meet her as an adult? I mean, it's not surprising once you see the montage of the little girls being kind of shuttled around and all this and that. I figured this was going to be her fate, but obviously it was a worry for her safety once she was awakened to her reality and you see her, you know, having to figure out what her next steps are because it, it was from six to, you know, her being in what her twenties, presumably mm-hmm. when we get to the jump forward in the film, then yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm worried about what's going to happen to her next and not nah, shouldn't be because obviously she's a trained assassin. She can take care of her damn self. right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if anybody can, but it's just still that feeling of, you know, well, I saw you as a child, so I'm still worried about you um, in that way. Mm, well said. The sisters meet up in Budapest, which is always something that the Black Widow and Hawkeye always talk about. If you ever go through 
any of the Avenger movies. They they always talk about that one time in Budapest. <laughs> I really need to rewatch all the films in order. I really do because it's been too long in between for yes. me, and so I don't remember all the events. Guys, we watch a lot of ish. Okay, do. I have got we to do. do that. Thank you, Disney Plus, for giving me them in order. I just need to go back. <laughs> <laughs> and you know. Their training is very similar. There's a lot of duplicate movements when it comes to they're fighting one another, but they were able to make a truce. But ultimately, they have this serum that has the ability to wake essentially the antidote to the mind control that the Black Widows are under. The thing that got me, though, was I didn't understand why we couldn't just have a warm and fuzzy conversation when Natasha gets to Budapest why does it have to be a freaking fight to the death where we almost strangle each other with a fucking curtain (laughs) because they're not family right they weren't that wasn't real they were doing a mission Ashley okay but we were children so let's not pretend like we were children so we grew up it's uh, for three years together I just it still just seems so aggressive I get it they're both Deadly assassins, they don't trust each other, but it was like, do we have to have this form of a reunion? Why does it have to be so violent? Maybe it was just me. It seemed very aggressive and unnecessary. I think it was just to show us how well-trained assassins they really were, right? One of the things that I feel like this movie kind of talks about is when they are Black widows, all of their agency is taken away from them, right? Mm. So much so that there's no identity. It's all lost, right? (laughs) You are mission focused, period. You can't even Uh, choose your clothes. Exactly. Devastating. uh, The sisters are then tracked down by the, the taskmaster, this mass entity that has very interesting moves in fighting that I wanna highlight that I'll bring up later. They managed to escape and they do have their heartwarming moment. Yelena tells Natasha that the Red Room still exists and so does Drokov. Natasha is stunned because part of her getting into S.H.I.E.L.D. was to terminate him. And in that process, she ended up killing his daughter, which is one of the biggest regrets of her entire life yeah you know looking back at some of the films I knew she was an assassin but she was so cold and I feel like part of this movie helped me like really humanize her and understand that oh yeah she had to be that way Mm -hmm. right because one of the things that's also a running theme her ledger is red like she's an assassin she killed a lot of people okay and that last kill being one of the worst and you know one of the ones that she regrets the most yeah innocent child because before one could say well i was stripped of the ability to make the decisions whereas this was fundamentally a decision that she made that she felt like she had to do for her own good But also the differentiation between the fact that she wasn't under the same level of mind control as her sister was a running thing through it too, right? She had much more free will and she, her getting out possibly was the catalyst for the extremes that Drake off went to with the next round of women. Yes. Excellent point, Ashley. It was almost like Natasha and her group was 101. (laughs) 
and Yelena is like the 2.0 of it all. So exactly. Yeah. Okay, the red room still exists. We need to destroy it. But who do we need to contact? Let's contact Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that they said it was going to be fun, too. I'm like, this is y'all version of fun. Okay. (laughs) And one of my favorite moments in their connection also was Yelena telling Natasha that she was a poser. Yes. That was hilarious. Exactly. Why do you do this with the whipping of the hair? (laughs) Where's dad? Dad is in jail. Okay. And he's in jail talking his sugar honey iced tea, okay? He was hilarious. Like, they they tried to make him the humor. He was funny, but, I mean, he wasn't the funniest to me. But I appreciate his character. What about you? No, he was hilarious to me. And it's not like, oh, everything was just, like, (laughs) laugh out loud funny. But it was just like, he's so ridiculous. And he, but he's one of those people who knows he's ridiculous. So he just lives in it you know what I mean like uh not the smartest by any means but he is you know he just added some levity he just added a little bit of of lightness to an otherwise potentially dark some dark scenarios that happened throughout this film and that's the one thing that I actually really do enjoy about Marvel is their ability to have the levity compared to the DC Especially when you look at the Batman series starring Christian Bale, right? Everything yeah. is so serious and so dark. I barely was able to see some of that stuff. Even his I voice. Did. That voice was so yeah. intense. <laughs> Batman. Like, now, I granted, I, I mess with not... Batman so heavy. I mess with Batman so heavy. I do too, but it was distracting, Ashley. It definitely oh was. It definitely was. I agree. That is a distinction between the two for sure is the humor. With the exception of Suicide Squad, which I enjoy. I enjoy the, the fact that they play up with the levity on that. I still need to watch the new one. The new one got so grotesque so quickly. It sure did. It sure did. But uh, Itra saves it as well as Margot Robbie as um, Harley Quinn. So we have a lot of action. I mean, I'm going through this recap. And and just for anyone who has not seen this movie, there's a lot of action. Uh, when the sisters try to get away from Taskmaster, there was a whole European high-speed chase, you know, through those tight-ass streets. and and buses and things and then with this jailbreak there was a helicopter and then the freaking avalanche okay that was so impressive for me so impressive absolutely i love how they played up his alter ego red guardian to get his attention i thought that was very very my guy had a whole little toy bless your heart (laughs) and a little backstory about the red guardian he you know, a super soldier who was supposed to be a counterpart to Steve Rogers. Soviet Union's only super soldier. Yes, yes. Which makes so much sense when you think mm -hmm. about the issues between America and Russia and even space travel, all sorts Mm -hmm. of things. Like, of course, they would have been competing on the super soldier market. Yeah. Historically. That's part of the reason why he wasn't really satisfied with his missions because 
he sees what Captain America is doing with the Avengers, and he's out here, according to him, babysitting for <laughs> this the mission that happened in 1995. It wasn't a very warm family welcome, Ashley, when they finally got him on that plane. We're reminded also that in order to be a Black widow, you are not only brainwashed and viewed yourself as nothing but a vessel for the mission, they take, as I mentioned, your choice and your reproductive health. They remove it. Jesus. That's what I have in my notes, literally. Jesus. Voluntary, involuntary hysterectomy. Insanity. Actually, were you surprised by the level of detail she went in? Because previously, we find this big revelation now when Black Widow is talking to the Hulk several movies ago. I think it was during the Age of Ultron because uh, in that movie when Wanda was evil, (laughs) she got into Black Widow's head and made her relive her training and the torture of becoming a Black Widow. What, What did you think about Yelena's version of events? I thought it was fair game because again, this is the man who turned you over at six years old to these people there were alternatives there were alternatives so it's fair game to me you try to act like oh my girls I'm so proud of you well here's what happened to me in the years that you haven't been around so thanks so much faux dad for that appreciate you and fuck you (laughs) you know it's fair game (laughs) oh dad oh my god I love it their family is not complete And their ability to do this mission to end the Red Room is not complete until you have mom. They go and they find Melina, who is on a farm with pigs. (laughs) So one of the things that we find out, Alexi was the muscle. The kids were just cover. But Melina was the mad scientist of it all. She's the one that came up with the mind control procedure for Black Widow 2.0, Ashley. We see this in her demonstration with her one pig when she told him not to breathe. That was wild. Cold. Cold. It made her seem cruel. It made her seem cruel. And we hadn't seen her in that light before. But see, I wouldn't even call her cruel. I kind of call, again, mission focus and you know, calculate it. It's like a one plus one equals two every time, but this is the mission. So yeah, there's going to be some casualties. (laughs) I think that's fair too, because we don't know how much free will Melina has either. You know Mm. what I mean? If she's been working for the red room and she's been working in this enterprise and they do these things to women, um, there's no telling what she's been through. So I think it's and, fair to give her some grace yeah. in it for sure. Oh, wow. And one of the things I found I found out was that the Red Room had been around since around the 20 or 30s. So she, she was part of the iteration of the Red Room as well. So it's um, been doing damage for a very long time, Ashley. Yeah. I put in my notes, well, this is a fucked up family reunion. Uh, a little bit. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. Also, that revelation that it was Hydra that they actually stole information from in Ohio. It was oh, like, 
how much better would the world have been without y'all having made it out at the very beginning of the film? Because if y'all didn't mm. get that info from Hydra, how many people, how many women, how many lives would have been spared? Ooh, that's a great point. Do you ever notice when we watch these movies that we're rooting for whatever perspective and whoever's shoes we're in almost, even sometimes if those people are the enemy, even sometimes if those people yeah. in a different light would not be, because obviously in this case, again, they we should not be rooting for them to have stolen this information and to go on and do the things that they've done. Do you ever think Very about true. that? How easy it is as an audience oh, yeah. to like, like root for and dive into the mind of whoever's perspective you're watching? Yeah, absolutely. My biggest example is you on Netflix because Joe is a serial killer, <laughs> but you cannot tell me that everybody who's watching that series does not root for Joe. They root for him. They root wow. for Joe. And even Pim Badgley is like, this is disturbing. It's disturbing to me that you guys have come to like him so much. And even in some cases, like, like, like is him. He, is he really likable, Ashley? He is because, again, you get his perspective and he's been through a lot, especially childhood trauma. So, yes, he is in that way a likable character, but he does things that are inexcusable. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to point that out because yeah. I just always find that fascinating. What is that within us that we immediately can, even if it's the, they're not the good people, if we get their perspective we kind of relate to them or give them some level of grace. Cause in this case, I was like, well, maybe y'all should have died and not made it on that plane. And that sounds terrible. <laughs> Actually, that's an excellent point. So in this family reunion in the house, the family is kind of split up. We have Natasha and mom and Yelena and dad. They're having their heart to heart. Do you think it was possible to live with people for three years and not have a connection with them in this case yes mm -hmm. in this really? case yes because of the stakes and because of what the mission was and because of even the fact that they end up saying that they set it up to where even the kids were doing things for the sake of show you know oh we did uh christmas easter yes. all these holidays we had fake boxes you know all this stuff so yeah i mean i think it could be easy to pretend but i think mm. there was real emotions for every single one of them that they just didn't want to acknowledge except for Yelena. Yeah. Because Yelena, before they split up, she was over all of them. She was like, you were my dad. You were my mom. You were my sister. It wasn't, you know, Thanks an assignment or chore or an experiment. And she got like, her feelings hurt every time one of them diminished that experience. The fact that Natasha got out and didn't even look back. Do you think it was Natasha's responsibility to get Yelena out? That's a tough question. I think that Natasha inevitably did what she had to do to survive. So I don't want to put that on to her. But I think as a older sibling... I think there would be a level of guilt, even though it was a faux relationship, whatever. They were children. And obviously, we saw at the beginning of the film, she took out that gun and was ready to take some people out for her little sister. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's why at first, I thought they were genuinely related until we got further into the movie. 
I mean, she was ready to risk it all, but so much had happened. There was so much to protect. She had gone on and let's not forget the Avengers have been through some shit. Okay. The Avengers had some big world problems to deal with. So it's understandable that Natasha was not focused on this. That's a good point. One of my favorite lines uh, in the movie is when Yelena is talking to Alexi and she was like, oh, go somewhere, you crimson dynamo. <laughs> and then he was like, I was the Red Guardian. Like, he didn't even get the point. Like, I am over it, but you are so caught up in who you were right <laughs> he was obsessed as soon as he got to the house the first thing he did was go find his freaking uniform and fit his now larger booty into yes. this outfit <laughs> what did you think about his relationship with melena um, though i thought there was an underlying sexual tension the whole time yeah, yeah same i was like same. y'all enjoyed that married life <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's what he said every time he came for the mission. (laughs) Oh my goodness. This family reunion was cut short because mom ratted them all out. Man, man. They couldn't even sleep in warm beds overnight before sis was like, uh, I'm still hooked up with the red room. Okay. So had to do what I, I had to do, but at least Again, she gave Natasha the nugget about her mother, which I really appreciated. We, we find out. Thank you, Ashley, that Natasha was essentially kidnapped and not abandoned. That's worse, but okay. <laughs> at least it and made a fact- difference that her mother cared i think that was yes. always what stung for i mean it was sting for anybody right if you thought that Absolutely. your mother never loved you whew, now that's some childhood Oof. trauma right there tell me about it so we make it to the red room ashley and it is not a room it is <laughs> um it's a building like fixture in the sky like that was what, pretty how dope would you, how would you describe that like what is this place? A spaceship in some ways? It was almost like, um, like you could think of it like a hub, like a space hub would be or something like that. But it was pretty dope. I mean, the fact that this man has been able to <laughs> elude everybody for all these years because he built, created something that is able to stay up in the sky for years and years. I mean, that's pretty, that was pretty dope. <laughs> I have to give it to Drake off. That was pretty dope. <laughs> evil mastermind as I (laughs) as I tap my fingers (laughs) yes so Drokov is pissed obviously uh he wants Black Widow and Yelena tortured he put the Red Guardian in a jail cell he wants to talk to Natasha face to face and they have this conversation And one of the things, to your point, Natasha is a spy after all, right? She has some tricks up her sleeves. One of those tricks, wearing a different person's face. (laughs) So I I actually misspoke. He wanted to speak to Malena, but it was actually Natasha. And so we get the bait and switch. And Natasha is frustrated because Drakeoff is right there, Ashley, and she can't even kill him. Isn't that crazy? The fact that he had created a pheromone lock, 
because he knew that these women would F him up if given the chance. I literally said Drakeoff was such a coward. Oh, yeah. That's really what it comes down to for me. Like you took advantage of these children Hmm. and now women and you're such a coward that, you know, if given the chance, they would fuck you up. So you had to put a pheromone lock on you because you ain't ready. You couldn't handle none of them in combat. You're a coward. But like all villains do, he had his whole speech about how he has thousands of Black widows around the world. It's starting in ending wars. One of the quotes that I thought was interesting, he said, real power comes from undetectable influence. What do you think about that quote, Ashley? I thought that was deep. But I also loved this moment because this is the Natasha Loki moment from the first Avengers movie where you don't realize that Natasha is manipulating the shit out of you. I love that callback. He he didn't see it at all. At all. He did not see that at all. And before we even truly understand Natasha's manipulation of Dracoff, we get the biggest revelation of the movie, Ashley. We find out that Taskmaster is, in fact, a cyborg version of Dragoff's daughter that Natasha thought sh- she had killed in that explosion. That was devastating. That was it hit me really hard that I realized that this man doesn't just hate some women. He hates all women because he hates his all. own child. Whew. How could you do that to your daughter? How could you do that? It's unreal. It's unreal. The thing about this creature he created his daughter into, she mirrors every person she fights. I sang Justin Timberlake mirror when she fought Natasha on that bridge back in Norway. <laughs> yes. Yes. Excellent point. And there have there were several callbacks in her fighting. She mirrored Captain America with the shield. She mirrored Hawkeye in the beginning in that uh with the arrow. With the arrow. And then Red Guardian a little bit later. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the film. To your point, he just doesn't like women because the fact that he had his daughter. He's an incel. Don't you agree? He's an incel. <laughs> Flat out. Point, point blank period. Oh my goodness. That is so true. So true. To your point earlier, in her manipulation of Dracoff, we have this wonderful flashback that shows Melina telling Natasha that the only way you can break this pheromone block is if you sever the nerve. After his grand villain speech talking about Black Widows around the world and his control, he was beating her up. He punched her around, Ashley. And she told him, because you aren't strong enough, I'm going to have to do this myself. And she bangs her face and jacks him up (laughs) i was so here for this ashley what would you have done if she wouldn't have been able to break that pheromone block like watching this movie i would have been waiting for yelena to come in the wings and fuck something up like 
we can't think i mean obviously especially because this is coming in the middle of a storyline that has already proceeded in the marvel universe i know this has yeah. to end in our favor and our favor being Natasha's favor. So we got, we got to make this happen, but it was very, to your point, satisfying to see her actually hit him. Cause you could tell he was stunned. He has probably never been hit in his little pitiful life. So I was so satisfying. Cause again, he's such a little punk. So true. And simultaneously, Ashley um, mother ended up blowing one of the engines out in the midst of everything going on between Natasha and Drake off, the hub in the sky is falling. Yep. <laughs> extreme <laughs> measures. She has to take some extreme measures. Of course, he can't take a beating too long before sicking his Black Widows onto her. They gang up on her so tough, Ashley. I, I felt like that scene was way too long, frankly. I'm like, <laughs> okay, we got it. I know. We got it. I know. If y'all hit this chick one more time in the face, I'm not going to be able to take it. One more time. And of course, Yelena saves the day by exploding that serum in all those girls' faces. (laughs) 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 God. Anyway, the girls all wake up and they're like, okay, what do we need to do? And it's like, we need to get to safety because this is all coming down. But of course, Natasha cannot leave until she gets all of those records. And she is clever enough to get his ring, which is the key to all of his files. Of course, in the nick of time, she gets everything and she jumps out the window <laughs> with an explosion. Actually, this is the most intense in air fighting I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Before we get to that part, he, of course, being the coward that he is, is surrounded by his guards, getting on a plane, trying to get away. But I was really nervous. Yelena was like, "Uh uh-uh, not today on my watch. She goes and explodes one of the engines and she goes flying in the air. And he and his cronies are killed in the blast. Yay. You think Yelena's life was in danger when she did that? I was worried, but I was hopeful at the same time. Cause again, she is a black widow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're been doing some extraordinary things throughout the film. But what I will say is I love that they allowed Elena to have that moment because mm-hmm. after everything that she's been through, she deserved that kill. Ooh, great point. Great point, Ashley. So the last bad person left is the taskmaster and as we all know this is Dracoff's daughter and they are flying through the air again for them to be human the fact that natasha was a catch her sister in midair and and do all that stuff i'm like this is extraordinary okay like, absolutely what is really going on here even the way she was uh, dipping and diving out of everything when mm-hmm. everything was crashing. I'm like, so sis, you ain't break no bones. You ain't hobbling nothing. Okay. You ain't hot going through some of that fire. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, none of the hair burned. Okay. All right. The thing that I love most about it, though, shows you how fearless they are. But again, they had to go through a lot to get to that point. So yeah. I don't envy that. Delora, <laughs> we need to take some self-defense classes after watching this movie. We need to stay ready. Okay. Natasha miraculously make it to the ground without breaking no bones. Not a scratch. <laughs> without hitting it with any force. <laughs> hitting the ground with any force. And she was able to do that kick butt jump and 
was able to wake up Draco's daughter from her mind control. The fact that he had... See, I didn't even gather that she was under my control. I just thought maybe she was a fighter because she had nothing else going on for her after the explosion. I know that sounds harsh, but the Black Widow was able to apologize to her, which was so beautiful because it it was a wonderful moment to show you have to face your past no matter how scary it is. Oh, you better speak some big facts tonight, Delora. (laughs) In order to go to the next level, right? That next level for us as an audience was Infinity Wars, right? She also was able to apologize to Yelena for leaving her. I thought that was a beautiful moment. Um, And acknowledging that it was real for her too. Yes. And let that sink in for a moment. Because that was heartwarming. The Red Guardian and Mother survived as well. And they all had the Black Widows with them. We have shill cars zooming in and Natasha was like, you know what? I'll handle this, but you take the girls and go. Uh, She gave the file she stole from Dracoff's drive to Yelena and told her to find all the black widows around the world and wake them up. Flash forward two weeks later, Natasha got a new do. This is the way we meet her in the Avengers Infinity War. He is happy that she not only has one family, she has two, which gives her the motivation she needs to bring her family, her other family together, the Avengers, because, you know, they were broken up pretty badly, Ashley. After I that know. War, I was feeling some type of way. The movie ends. And then, like, every great Marvel movie, we have some end credits. See Yelena and Natasha's grave, which actually got me kind of emotional because on her tombstone was daughter, sister, Avenger. It was something like that. that. You could tell she visits often because there was all sorts of things around Mm -hmm. the tombstone. And spoiler alert again for anybody who hasn't seen uh, Infinity Wars and Endgame, but Natasha sacrificed her life for the greater good. So it's it's beautiful at the same time that. She was able to make amends probably for everything she had ever felt she had done wrong. Not only make amends, but make a choice, Ashley. I mean, to your point earlier. Powerful. It was a big deal for Yelena to pick out a vest full of pockets. And this is the same vest that Natasha wore throughout the Infinity Wars and Endgame. And, and we never even knew it was her sister's we, vest. Never even knew Ashley. And the fact that Natasha was able to make the ultimate choice in the ultimate sacrifice is what makes her death actually more meaningful. Let's keep it 1000. We didn't give just really mourn her death for that soul stone the way we did Tony Stark. Tony had a whole memorial. Don't even hit me with the Tony. You're going to make me cry because this is the first time we see Natasha's headstone. Like, yeah, it really is sinking in. It's really sinking in for sure in the end credit scene that she's gone. Because again, you can forget that in the main timeline, she is deceased. Um, Mm -hmm. So I agree that it had a weight to it for sure. But powerful to your point that this was a decision she could make when for so long she was unable to make her own decisions and that's such a big part of the black widow narrative so that's very powerful 
Yes. And I also want to highlight Valentina. <laughs> she slithers her way next to Yelena talking about her next mission. And it's Hawkeye. Hawkeye being Natasha's BFF from the Avengers. Hawkeye being originally assigned to kill her, but he spared her life. If you follow us on Instagram earlier this month, I had the Hawkeye uh, preview on there. It is coming out on Disney Plus just in time for Christmas. So I'm really excited to see Elena again in the MCU. She was actually my favorite character in this entire movie. I feel like Florence gave her so much heart and everybody was heartless. <laughs> so it was, it was nice to see. Do you have any final thoughts, Ashley? I just wanted to say I didn't see the end credit scene the first time I watched Black Widow. And then it dawned on me my second time. I was like, oh, it's Marvel. There should be end credit scene. So I'm so glad I got to see this. I told you, I had a whole conversation with my cousin about this not necessarily really mattering in the grand scheme of Marvel. And then I was like, oh, this end credit scene ties this right back into this uh, continuation from Falcon and Winter Soldier when we were first introduced to Valentina. And then now, Mm -hmm. you know, preceding us into Hawkeye and Yelena mm-hmm. possibly trying to kill this man because you know Valentina's trying to posit that he's responsible for her yes. sister's death. So I loved it. Because he I was lived, there. He was there. He was there. But I live for Marvel always wrapping things up for me in a bow the way that I need it to be to keep me interested and to keep me entertained. So my final thoughts are this. This may not have been everybody's cup of tea because I feel like some people wanted more of a, to your point, original origin story for Natasha mm-hmm. and to dig deeper. But mm-hmm. for what this was, again, as a standalone Marvel film to get some info on Natasha, to humanize her a little bit and to pay tribute, honestly, to a character that has never been my favorite, does not mm-hmm. necessarily get as much screen time as some of the mm-hmm. other Avengers characters. I really enjoyed this film. So I hope mm-hmm. that even though everything has now been resolved with Scarlett Johansson, I part- personally hope this isn't the last that we ever see of her. So what about you? I'm not going to lie, Ashley. I asked the same questions um, that your cousin had. Like, what was the point of this movie? How <laughs> does this move the, the story needle. forward? Like, what is the purpose of this in the phase four the MCU. Again, this movie helped put some respect on Natasha Romanoff's name. Okay, again, all the men has had their own movie. She has been there the entire time practically. And she has done very pivotal, pivotal things throughout um, all of uh, Avengers movies. So I think she did deserve to have this film. Again, I, I I do wish there were more flashbacks to help tie some things together, but then it would have been probably full of flashbacks to some, <laughs> some of the stuff they probably had to, uh, you know, talk through that watching it more than once definitely helped. Overall, I'm excited for Hawkeye. Um, I was going to watch it anyway, but I'm really excited to know the tie-in, as you mentioned, from this movie to that series. And it was fun. It was fun. And one of my favorite quotes, really quick, is when Melina asks 
Natasha, tell me, how did you keep your heart? I forgot to bring that up. And I just thought that was such a pivotal question because as I mentioned before, I felt like, um, mother, her character was so calculated and so scientific that there was no, no time or no room or space for heart. Right. And even though I've always thought the black widow was cold compared to her, her associates, she is, she is not, she's the warmest of them all. (laughs) So I wanted to highlight that before we end this recap. So if there's nothing else, Ashley, Time for our hidden gems. You go first. All right, all right, all right. I have two hidden gems this week. My first one being a random Netflix find. It's a 2019 film starring Emma Roberts called Paradise Hills. This is a sci-fi thriller about a group of young women who must band together to escape from an island-based reform program that holds some dark secrets. It has lush scenery. Um, It's very much a thriller in the sense of you don't know what's going on. Um, And it really captured my attention and intrigued me until the very end. So Paradise Hills, Netflix, check it out. My second hidden gem this week is The Hype. This is a HBO Max reality fashion competition that I've had in my back pocket for quite a while. And I was given a little space between some of my other reality competition shows. I've told you guys Mm -hmm. about like making the cut and glow, right? I needed a break. Mm -hmm. So this is a competition series in which contestants battle to design authentic streetwear fashion, taking it all the way back to um, our quick headlines from last week. Offset serves as one of the series judges alongside oh. and Cardi does make a cameo in this. So this is the show. Okay. This is the show. And he serves alongside creative director and founder of Beffy's Beauty Supply, Beffy Burkett, an Emmy-nominated costume designer and stylist Marnie Cinefanti. Now I have to be completely honest with you, Delora, and with our lovely listeners. It was difficult for me to really take the judges' critiques seriously because I thought that their personal style choices were trash. But some of the designers really did their thing throughout this series. Shout out particularly to my girl Paige. Okay. Loved it. I would have worn so many of your looks. So I just wanted to highlight that the hype HBO Max reality fashion competition. Check it out. Delora, what are your hidden gems for this week? Thank you, Ashley. I only have one this week and it's not that hidden. It's Justin Bieber. I mean, everything he does is (laughs) pretty, pretty open, huh? He has this new music video called Ghost, and it's starring my fave, Diane Keaton. I love her so much. I heard about this. I haven't watched it. It is very interesting because the song itself is about losing someone, right? talks about just longing for that person and, you know, their no longer here hence the title ghost this video i think he's either her son or grandson but they lose their father figure and he is helping her cope through her grief Mm. and it low-key high-key made me emotional watching the whole music video it's like beautiful 
It's beautiful Mm -hmm. because it, in it, you can, in it, he has fun with her. Like they go to the bar, they have fun, they dance. He puts her on a dating app and things like that. Like really trying to help her cope. And it's a beautiful thing because I feel like you have some of the most beautiful relationships with people, you know, in different age (laughs) range. And I think, it kind of highlights that it's it, it's beautiful and I think it's relevant frankly because of the time we've been living in with the mm. pandemic I love me some Diane Keaton as well so I'm definitely gonna have to check this out I've been on a whole <laughs> Diane Keaton binge I love that she has been a romantic lead for however many years and is still playing romantic lead to this yeah. day I live yeah. besides the Woody Allen thing I live for mm. Diane Keaton I do too. And her fashion, her black and white ensembles. Can I tell you, I am such a fan of a turtleneck. Now I still like a no sleeve turtleneck, but I get it. (laughs) I get it. Diane, I get it. I get it. I I love her. I love her. And that's it. That's it. So if there's nothing else. Guys, thank you so much for sticking with us. We hope you enjoyed this recap of Black Widow. Please check us out on all the things and we'll be back with a brand spanking new episode with some headlines and some hot topics. Can't wait to chat with you soon. Take care. Take care. Bye.